Shalom, love and blessings, Yahites, family of Yah. Welcome to Kingdom Talk, where we talk about everything to do with the Kingdom of Yah, no holds barred. Today we're going to start an actual series entitled Christianity Stripped. And today's message is entitled, Who Are You? And there's a challenge at the end. So, get strapped in because this affects you. doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter whether you, what denomination you're in. This is going to affect you. And there's a challenge at the end. So, let's get into this. Who are you? Who are you? What's your identity? What do you call yourself? Why do you call yourself what you call yourself? These are the things that we're going to look into. How does it affect you? You know, so we're going to start with a scripture. Second um, Corinthians chapter 5. So you can, if you want, get your Bibles and just pause this, get your scriptures. And um, But I'm going to use the uh, KJV, NKJV, the amplified in the new living testament so as always you can get a rounded view you know it's, this isn't an in-depth bible study so we're not going to um go into the hebrew or the greek you know to the original languages but what we'll do is we'll get to the crux of this issue and then i'm issuing a challenge at the end of this so Share this with every believer that you know. I, I encourage you. And you will want to, at the end of this, you are going to want to share this. And share it with your pastors, your leaders, your apostles, your prophets, your teachers, all those who say they are leaders, all those who say they believe in Jesus Christ. Everyone, share it with everyone because this is going to literally, well, to coin a phrase, rock your world with the rock of salvation. It will change a lot of how you see yourself, but it will be changed in line with Scripture. Okay? So let's start with the King James Version. And we're going to go from verse 17 to the end of the chapter. So it says in the King James Version, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So we already know that, and especially if you've listened to me before, um, read anything that I've written, <coughs> Um, if you have listened to the last, one of the last podcasts, you'll see 
Um, the name of God is Yah. Yes, there's, so there's there's no discussion, there's no debate on that. Um, just for your own quick reference, you can go to Isaiah 68.4. So without going into that, deeply into that now, let me read the amplified version of that same passage that I've read from Second Corinthians chapter 5, going from 17 to the end. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him, by faith in him as saviour, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual conditions have passed away. Behold, new things have come, because spiritual awakening brings a new life. But all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. I'll say that again, but all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself to Yah through Christ, making us acceptable to him and gave us the ministry of reconciliation so that by our example, we might bring others to him. So that's the apostles doctrine. The apostles ministry is reconciliation of believers of mankind through Christ to Yah. Okay, so I carry on verse 19. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sins against them, but cancelling them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation, that is restoration to favour with God. See, I jumped the gun and uh, so beautifully put there. I'll say this again. That is that God, Yah, was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not counting people's sins against them but cancelling them and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation that is restoration to favor with god so we he's talking about the apostles are ambassadors for christ doing what reconciling the world back to yah the father of creation, as though God was making his appeal through us as Christ's representatives, plead with you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. And that's what I'm doing today. So you, to all believers, and even if you're an unbeliever listening to this, this is the whole ministry. This is what I do. I'm pleading on behalf of Yah, God, the creator, to come back to him through Christ the Messiah and be reconciled to God because the majority if not all of your problems in your life are due to you being away from your father who is in heaven which doesn't mean you have to get to heaven to be reconciled to him it just means you have to hand back over your life and every issue of life to him and follow the Messiah to be reconciled to him to turn away from your own way of living back to his so in this last verse here verse 21 he made Christ who knew no sin to, to judicially by judgment officially be sin on our behalf so that in him we would become the righteousness of God that is, we would be made acceptable to him. 
and placed in a right relationship with him by his gracious, loving kindness. So let's go to the New Living Testament. And I'm doing this so you get a good, broad understanding because what I found as well is that some words, some translations resonate with some people in in terms of the wording or the way the wording is laid out. And in the main, not in all of them, in the main, the meaning of the verses and what is being said remains the same. But if any of them ever miss, then I will point that out. You know, if they ever miss with regards to what the original language says, then I will point that out. So, to New Living Testament from 2 Corinthians 5, from verse 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task. God has given us, the apostles, this task of reconciling people to him. So that is the job of the apostles. Of reconciling people to him, to Yah. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us, the apostles, this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God, come back to Yah. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. I'll say that again, because that is actually very beautifully put in this New Living Translation. Very, uh, I love that. So that we could be made right with God, with Yah, through Christ. So there, there we have the basis and the foundation for this. And what I'm going to... That, that book of Corinthians was actually written in 56 AD. That letter was written in 56 AD. Well, the first... Uh, 57 AD. First Corinthians was written in 56 AD. Second Corinthians was written in 57... Second Corinthians was written in 57 AD. Getting my dates correct here. So we know this was written a good, could you say, 23, 24 years after the resurrection of the Messiah. All right. So now, why have I said this? Why, why am I... Um, uh, harping on and really laying the foundation so strongly for this because we'll actually move through the rest quite quickly I'm, I'm reiterating these points in this passage because it's identifying who we are it's identifying who we're being reconciled to and it's identifying how we're being reconciled 
So Yah was using Christ working in and through him to reconcile the world back to himself. So hopefully you understand that. Yah was in Christ the Messiah reconciling the world to himself. Now, so what's the issue when I talk about identity and who are you? Here's the issue. The very name Christ, as I spoke about and touched on in a previous episode, it doesn't actually state the name of Yah. And there's an issue with that. Because if you don't state who is doing the calling, who we're being reconciled to, then that's easy to to mislead and divert people from their identity of who they have become because all things have become new through Christ, through the Messiah. So we're going to look at the word Christ and we're going to look at the word Christians because this is pivotal to understanding who you actually are. And as I said before, the word Christian or Christians only appears three times three times within the whole of the new what we call the new testament so let's go to that three times in the whole of the new testament now the letter or the book of acts was actually written in around 61 AD so again that is coming up to nearly 30 years after the Messiah was resurrected, was died and resurrected and went to be with the Father. So this is an extensive amount of time. There's there's a reason why I'm telling you this, okay? So keep that in mind, 61 AD, which is, to all intents and purposes, it is 27, 27 years, nearly 28 years, after the Messiah resurrected. Okay. So we we know that Christians. Or the term Christian or Christians only occurs three times. Once in uh, Peter. Says it in 1 Peter 4.16. It says if any, man's, if any man suffer as a Christian. Let him not be ashamed. But let him glorify God on this behalf. Okay. One. So he says, if any man suffer as a Christian. Okay, as a Christian. So he's not calling the disciples Christians. He's saying if any man suffers as a Christian. Because when they were being persecuted, they were being persecuted by Gentiles, by heathen people who had assigned a name to them. And we find that in Acts chapter 11, verse 26. Again, as I said, that was... Uh, AD 61 nearly 30 years after the resurrection of the Messiah and it says and when he had found him he brought him unto Antioch and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people this is the phrase that you need to listen to and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch so he's letting us know that 
31, well, nearly 8061, nearly 30 years after the resurrection of the Messiah, and them going around the world making disciples of all nations, they were still called disciples and they were still calling themselves disciples. But the others, Gentiles who were in Antioch, had started calling them Christians. And I'm not going to go into why that is, but there we see there's a complete separation of what disciples call themselves and what others call themselves call us as believers go to acts 26 28 then agrippa said unto paul almost thou persuadest me to be a christian christian agrippa who was a heathen who was a gentile said paul you're almost persuading me to become a christian again this is a gentile mind explaining something that they don't fully understand so they've given it their own label so i'm going to ask you who named you who named you you know think about your name where did it come from did your did your mum and dad or or your parents or guardians or who, who, who did your parents take you and as they were walking down and uh, this the road with you did they allow other people to name you or was it your parents the name that you got who named you even in this system that we have we are surnamed with the name of our father which identifies what house we're from what family we're from whose family we are part of so the name is an important thing. How we call ourselves. You know, you've got many people very proud of their family name. But yet, in the translations, we have been coerced into literally abandoning those. Abandoning the name of our father in heaven who is the creator of heaven and earth who christ the messiah was reconciling us to so i'll read you acts chapter 20 i think that that, that will be uh, a good addition it says here um i think this is paul for i have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of god Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock of who? Those who are following the Messiah, because that's who it is. It's not Christ. Christ just means anointed. Messiah means the anointed one of Yah, sent by Yah, literally. Anointed one of Yah, sent by Yah. And that term Messiah we actually we can we see him prophesied throughout what we call the old testament or what is commonly called the tanakh or the law and the prophets but it's actually written of in daniel 9 25 um, and 26 the term messiah is used twice so 
why do we call ourselves Christians? Why do you call yourself a Christian? It says, therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God or the assembly of God, the assembly of Yah, the called out ones of Yah, the family of Yah, which he purchased with his own blood. See, we have not just a blood covenant, but we now have a new blood relationship through the blood of the Messiah with our Father in heaven. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also, from among yourselves, men will rise up. Men will rise up. Men have risen up. Men are rising up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. This is why you have been separated from the Father. This is why your prayers are probably not getting the answers that that the, that they 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 need and that they weren't. I hear so many people talking about, "Hey, it's a powerful prayer, powerful man of God." The power is prayerful. The sorry, the prayer was powerful. Oh, that did you hear the prayer? Let me show you. Let me tell you this: the most powerful prayer you can ever have is the prayer that is answered. Not how good it sounds, not how many words you use, not how powerful the voice of the person, not the passion that is put into it, or the emotion, or anything else. The most powerful prayers are the prayers that Yah hears and that Yah answers. All other prayers are nonsense. All other prayers are excess carbon dioxide being released into the air when god answers your prayers you know that he you are his when yah answers your prayers that was a powerful prayer but now we live in a time of savage wolves they're not sparing you they're not sparing anyone else they rip apart rip apart your bank balance they rip apart and there's nothing wrong let me say this quickly there's nothing wrong with giving but in another in another podcast i'm actually going to go into it and go into the depths there's two two categories of giving first of all as jesus said you want to um you're looking for eternal life and, and following the messiah holy solely then you give all you give everything and you, you, that is in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4. You see the results of that and the Holy Spirit confirming that and moving amongst the believers. And then there's also the cheerful giving because people are still working, even though the, the, the majority were living together, um, but they're still working. But there was no percentage given. The only caveat was you were to be a cheerful giver and the giving was cheerful because they knew who they were 
They knew who they were. They were following the apostles doctrine, the apostles teaching and their prayers were getting results. The Holy Spirit was working through the apostles and through the disciples, all of them. Not just the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. He was moving throughout the whole body. That's why the apostle could tell and write and say, look, confess your faults one to another. You don't need me as the apostle to come and, and pray for you and, 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 and so that you can be healed. Pray one for another. But before that, you have to confess your faults. Confess your faults. Confess where you've messed up one to another. And the sad thing is today, you've got many people hiding hiding in the church, hiding in the body of Christ, putting on a facade. They've got a mask on. They've got a mask of something that they that they say they are, but they're not. Hiding things and not knowing that if you confess your faults one to another and pray one for another, then you'll be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. But there's a process. And they could do it because they knew that they belonged to Yah through the Messiah. They knew when they said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. They knew who their father was. They knew their father's name. Even now, because of the society and because of how um, uh, wicked the heart of man is. There are children out there and who have grown into adults and they do not even know the name of their father. They don't know, let alone what he looked like. They have no idea what was his name. What was the name of my daddy? They, they don't know. And if you ask anyone who has been abandoned by their father, it leaves a gap. Ask anyone who doesn't even know what their father's name is is or was it leaves a gap it leaves a gap and it leaves some sort of disassociation from who they are from where their roots are and this is what i'm talking to you about be reconciled unto yah through the messiah be reconciled come back to him that's the message that's what I need to speak to you about today. And, you know, one of the things I, uh, I say and uh, I need to put across is y y many of you, majority of you go to church on a Sunday yeah, or whatever day you are going to church. And you have a person up there shouting like a maniac raising their voice preaching to you now one of the things I said from the beginning from the, the time that um, Yah delivered me filled me with his Holy Spirit I always wondered I said why is it that Christians believers yeah why is it that Christians Preach to believers and try to teach unbelievers. It's completely backward. And 
again, I, I, I strongly believe it's because your identity is lost and your, your, your identity has been ripped away from you. So everything is backward. You don't know the name of your father. So uh, the devil can come in and move you in any which way he wants to move you. So even though Yahushua, Jesus, the Messiah, even though he said, go into all the world, we meant to preach the gospel. So this is to the unbelievers, preach to the unbelievers, make disciples. How do we do that? By teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. This is what Jesus said. This is what the Messiah said. He said, preach to unbelievers, teach believers. Which means that, and this is what I always do, you know, with all believers. I say, come with any of your questions. Because you need teaching. You need to be taught how to walk uprightly before you are. You need to be taught what to observe in other words, how to live. So think about that. You know, I, I, I put that in your, why? And if, if your leader starts shouting when you're there, going to church to fellowship and to worship, maybe you can ask why? Why are you shouting? And if they tell you that it's the spirit, one of the, um, it's the spirit of God, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. One of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Look in Galatians, in Corinthians. So, even though many times I've, I, I've, I've preached and taught before many, and there is the Spirit of God always moves differently before unbelievers and before believers. There is a compassion, there is a love as to children when addressing believers who have put their faith in the Messiah, there is a completely different move and a flow. But that same love towards unbelievers comes with like an urgent desire and a passion and a fervent and ardent, like when you're going to save somebody, you know, when you're literally going to save somebody, that type of vigor, you're moving with definiteness of purpose and you, you shout, you do whatever you can to save that person, to stop them from going and hitting the calamity. And you're speaking in love. So it comes out as that you, you shout. If you see somebody going to get knocked up, you shout. If you see somebody going the wrong way, you shout. You appeal to them. Even both times with, with, with preaching, it comes with a boldness. But even when you're teaching, many have witnessed this. Tears speaking to people. Because the love of God is moving so hard and, and fervently through you. You feel the desire of the one who loves and sent his son to die who came in the likeness of flesh and endured all that he endured to rescue you, to rescue me. 
And then the tenderness of when you are rescued, delivered, saved, set free. The tenderness of a parent teaching their child, instructing their child. Even sometimes the harshness of the correction. The correction and that harshness comes because, again, he's stopping you from making a mistake. Bringing you back onto the right path. We didn't like when we got told off. Some of us got licks. The chastisement came in different ways and we didn't really find it comfortable. But when you get to become older, you realise, oh, wow, okay, I understand. That's why they did it. So many of you have been led away by people who do not teach you what you need to observe, who do not teach you the things that the Holy Spirit wants you to know so that you can make it, so that you can hear those words, well done. They're teaching you all different things. As the scripture says, as the apostle says, they're teaching you things that they ought not to be teaching you about angels and about all different types of things. Absolutely nonsense. Nonsense. They're meant to be teaching you to observe all that the Messiah has commanded. But the fact of the matter is, they can't teach it to you because they haven't got a clue. Point blank. They have not got a clue. And that leaves all of you splitting off into different denominations, into different churches, holy mountain of this, fervent fire of this, all different type of nice sounding. But they're not bringing you back to Yah. They're not bringing you back to your father in heaven to be reconciled. So you have a form of godliness, but you deny you don't have the power. Be reconciled unto Yah. Be reconciled unto his love. Be reconciled unto the love of Yah through the Messiah. Stop calling yourself Christian. Start to call yourself Yahites. Because you belong to Yah. You are a Yahite. You're not a Christian. Yah didn't name you after heathens' advices or opinions. He named you after himself. He says, I am Yah. You are my children. You belong to me. You are my blood children through the blood of Yeshua HaMashiach. The blood of the Messiah has made you one with me. Ephesians 3 chapter 15. Paul says he bows his knee unto the Father. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Is named. I challenge you. I challenge you, believers listening to this. I challenge you, people who are leading, who call yourself apostles, who call yourself prophets, who call yourself evangelists, pastors and teachers. I challenge you to stop using that title given by those who turned out to hate you in the end. By the enemies of Christ, by those who are outside of the household of faith. Stop calling yourself Christians and start calling yourself by the name of your father in heaven. You are a Yahite. You are Yahites. 
you belong to Yah. I challenge you. And if you reject his name, you reject his salvation. You reject his love. You reject the whole purpose of the scriptures where his name was declared over six and a half thousand times, but you've taken a name that was only declared three times. If you're a Christian who now wants to call yourself a Yahite, who now wants to identify with the Father's name, email me, text me, message me, and say, I was a Christian, now I belong to Yah. I'm a Yahite. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We give glory to Yah. We give glory and honor and thanks to Yah for the Messiah, who we call Christ, Jesus, Yahushua, Yah who saves, the sent one of Yah, the Messiah. Yahites, I love you. May Yah God bless you. May Yah God keep you. May Yah cause his face to shine upon you and bring you peace. Come back to Yah. Let go of the religion. Come back to reality. Yah loves you. Yah loves you. Yah loves you. Hallelujah. I hope you found that helpful. I hope that Yah spoke to your heart. And I know that there are many who it has. And it's hopefully it's caused you to think. You know, if you have any questions, please, by all means, at the bottom of if you're listening through um, Anchor, then you can send an audio message or simply message me via WhatsApp on. 07494913543 or if you're trying to get in contact from abroad the number would be plus four four which is the international dialing code for the UK and it's seven four nine four nine one three five four three if you've got any questions or queries we'll simply go to the site at yarites.org and uh, comment email mail at yahites.org and um yeah get in contact beloved you know this yah wants you back he's a jealous god he says he's a jealous god he won't have you being called by somebody else's name he doesn't want you out there unidentified not able to know who you are and who he is and who you are in him through Christ Jesus through the Messiah Yahushua I don't really get into so much of the debates and arguments about the name of Jesus and I'll tell you why because many of you, many of us got got saved, got delivered, came to the truth calling on the name of Jesus because we believed the gospel we believed the gospel we put our faith in the word of God in the word of Yah 
And even when Jesus prayed, he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So again, Jesus is telling us to focus. Focus on the Father. Focus on the will of the Father. Focus on the kingdom of our Father. And he wants you to, for his kingdom to be manifest in your life, to be manifest in your home, to be manifest in everything that you do. Who are you? So if you disagree with this, and like I said, I challenge any pastor, any any apostle, prophet, so-called, you hear this message and you want to keep calling yourself Christian, or you want to keep calling yourself by a name that is not yours, you either submit and you, you, you align yourself with Yah and you become a Yahite, or you continue in the deception that was put on us from people who don't even know and don't even love us. Shalom, love and blessings. And if you really want to go even a step further, I know that some of you have social media platforms and you declare, I'm a Christian, I'm a this. I challenge you. Take it down and say, I'm a Yahite. I belong to Yah. I challenge you. Declare it in front of the whole world. On all your social media platforms. Take down that I am a Christian. Because if you actually denote yourself as a Christian, you're denoting yourself by the terms and the names that was actually foisted upon us. And you actually belong to the kingdom of Rome. That's what you're adjoining yourself to. I'm inviting you back to the kingdom of Yah. The kingdom of the creator of heaven and earth. Put on your social medias. I'm no longer a Christian. I'm a Yahite. I belong to Yah. I'm one of the Yahites. Yah bless you. Shalom. Love and blessings.